Hello and welcome to Baylor Connections, a conversation series with the people shaping our future. Each week we go in-depth with Baylor leaders, researchers, and more discussing important topics in higher education, research, and student life. I'm Derek Smith, and today we are talking work, breaks, and more with Dr. Emily Hunter and Dr. Cindy Wu. Dr. Hunter and Dr. Wu are Handcammer School of Business faculty and research collaborators whose highly published research has also been covered in popular outlets like the Washington Post, Yahoo, Entrepreneur Magazine, Esquire, and more. Hunter serves as professor and department chair of management with research focused in areas like organizational behavior, servant leadership, work family conflict, and more. Wu serves as Professor of Management and Associate Dean for Diversity and Inclusion, conducting research in areas like employee well-being, energy and stress, energy recovery, and holistic flourishing. Their past research collaboration and effective workday breaks broke new ground and dispelled myths surrounding the topic, and they're with us today on the program. Dr. Hunter, Dr. Wu, thanks so much for taking the time to, to join us today and come in here together to be on the program. It's our pleasure. Thank you for having us. Well, it's, it's great to have you here, and I think uh, it's a topic that most people are going to be able to find something to apply to uh, to their own life, uh, because the workplace, whether virtual or in person, that's where we spend the majority of our daytime hours. So I'm curious, Dr. Hunter, I'll, I'll start with you. What, what do you most enjoy, or what's most meaningful to you about studying work and its impact? Yes, so I, I love it when it's meaningful and impactful and we have something practical to give to people. That's really my goal. And I enjoy helping people really thrive at work, not just survive the workday. Um, I believe that work can be a source of joy and a source of energy and gaining new skills. And um, my research is, is always aiming to help really nurture that side of work that is a positive, nourishing side. The reason why I love this area of research is because everybody spends so many hours at work every day, and if they don't enjoy what they do, if they don't have good experiences at work, that pretty much means they have a not very enjoyable life experience, right, because we spend so many hours a day at work. So uh, in a similar way, I love this area of research because it's very applicable, it's relevant to everybody, and it's very practical, and people can look at this issue from different perspectives. What we can do as individual employees, what we can do as leaders, managers, helping our employees thrive, and what the organizations can do in the policy, in the organizational design, and in the benefit offerings, for example, to help employees thrive and flourish. So I love this research. You know, work is a very broad topic. I gave a brief description at the top of the show. If someone from another department or even another industry said, oh, well, where, where do you focus? Well, what would, how would you answer that? I would say I focus on just, um, you mentioned here, holistic, holistic employee flourishing. And what I mean by that is we are not just specifically narrowly focused on doing well on the job in terms of work performance, but we look at people as the overall person. What do we do to support the person's holistic development so that they do well at job in terms of good performance and also in terms of their behavior, helping other coworkers, not just focusing on themselves and feeling like they're energized, not feeling depleted at the end of the day. And also when they go back home, they can bring that positive energy back home as well. So we're looking at um, just those different ways that we can help employees just developing um, better well-being. And I'll just add to what Cindy's saying. Really, our Christian faith perspective as Baylor professors um, encourages us to look at that whole person perspective. So not just look at the 
um, performance outcomes or um, the bottom line perspective in a business um, environment, but to really look at the whole person. And so my research tends to focus um, specifically on things like taking breaks from work um, and how employees balance their work and family lives, um, ultimately to help employees relieve their stress, um, find more joy in their work lives and their whole lives. Um, and then also practically really looking at leadership and how leaders are impacting the employee experience. Um, so forming leaders who are more supportive, supportive of employee well-being and um, supportive of helping employees find balance between work and home life. Uh, definitely some similar themes for sure. H- how did you both get started researching uh, together? How did the partnership develop? Yes. So um, I, as a young tenure track faculty at Baylor, um, looked to mentors like Cindy and uh, approached her one day. I remember the conversation well. And um, I said, I want to work on something with you. Here are a few of ideas that I have. And uh, one of the ideas was about breaks. And so we took it from there. And it's been such a great partnership. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Emily approaching me. And she came with such great energy and technical capability. So when she proposed this idea, she said, not much was talked about in the literature. And I think we have a great opportunity here. And I was thinking about it. And I I thought, yeah, it really is a novel idea. And then she brought so much great ideas and, and a knowledge. So we started the project. What, what questions did you immediately have as you started thinking about breaks from the perspective of, okay, we're going to research this? The question immediately came to me, how are we going to study it? How do we define breaks? And then how do we get participants? And where do we find the participants to do this study? So all these practical things, Mm -hmm. like how do we make it happen? How do we make it happen? And I had been recently learning about new research methods. It seems obvious and simple, but it's not something that we always do in the research um, to really look at the daily experiences, the hourly experiences. It's mm-hmm. called experience sampling method. But mm-hmm. um, rather than ask someone in a survey what they typically do, right. which is kind of our default um, method, instead really track those daily experiences across the day. And so I learned how to do that. Um, there's a, a lot of complex methods around doing that well. Uh, And so I wanted to try out that method in this study because breaks are a phenomenon that's happening um, minute by minute um, daily where employees, the the refreshment, replenishment they feel from breaks is happening in that moment. Mm -hmm. And it may not be something they can recall later very well. So we wanted to capture it in the moment. Right. Right. So if we're, we're sitting there at home or if we're working from home or if we're at the on the job kind of monitoring what we're doing throughout the day so that we're not trying to go back and recall afterwards. I think it was 1030 or what have you. That's right. Um, that's right. That's right. Visiting with Dr. Emily Hunter and Dr. Cindy Wu from Baylor's Hand Camera School of Business. So so you've, you've set this up here. Let's talk about workplace breaks now and really, really dive into this this study. Uh, first off, uh, what are some of the myths, or if myth's too strong a word, what are some of the things that you found that people either think about or don't think about regarding breaks? So I think uh, there's a few myths out there that we were trying to dispel with some empirical research. So there's a myth that breaks are a waste of employee time and resources. I think often managers and organizational leaders see breaks as a waste, as something to minimize. Uh, whereas we see breaks as something that's going to help an employee flourish. Um, another one 
is that um, people often tell us when we say that we study breaks, they say, oh, I never take breaks. There's this myth that people get through the whole day without any breaks. So I think it's about defining what is a break. And we define it as really any time away from work. And we're all taking little small short breaks throughout the day because it's just natural and it's necessary. And so whereas someone might say, I take no breaks, then it's helpful to clarify, well, probably you chat with a colleague or you step away to get a coffee or all of those little things you do throughout the day to get through the day. Yeah. I think from the individual employee's perspective, we tend to think, oh, breaks, lunch, that's break, right? That's a break. Or I have to leave my office space to be considered as taking a break. Or, oh, the best break is you take a walk. Or the best break is um, you do something unrelated to work. So I think people have a lot of this, those assumptions about what a break, an ideal break should be like. So we examine those different characteristics of a break to see what characteristics will make those breaks effective. With all those different types of breaks, is it more complicated to study, or is it easier when a really anything away from anything away from work is a break? Well, we were able to investigate all of these different types of breaks that people, I think, tend to theorize make the best break. So we were able to look at all of those characteristics all in one study at one time to determine what is really the best predictor of a refreshing, replenishing break. And so empirically, we're able to take all those little theories um, and little myths and try to put them together into one to test empirically what is the best way. Yeah. Well, I guess that leads to an obvious question. Let's start right there. Uh, what are some of the ways you can project what is going to make a, a helpful break? Again, with that idea of helpful being what moment away to replenish and then kind of recharge for what's, what's ahead. Yeah, so the idea here is that it doesn't matter if it is taking a walk, it doesn't matter where that break is, inside of the office or outside of the office, and it doesn't even matter exactly the length of the break. What it matters, at least in our empirical finding, is that you do something that you prefer. Choose something that you prefer to do. Yeah, because the idea of the break is that uh, you, you take a little stop from exerting effort to focus and to concentrate on the work that you do. So by removing yourself from that uh, need to highly concentrating on your work, then you are, you're, you are uh, taking a pause from that effort. So instead of having to continue to pay the effort to do something, now you choose something that you naturally prefer to do. So that's the key, word, uh, key characteristic to make that break refreshing and replenishing. Yes. And so we looked at preference. And I think the driving force here is that you get to choose. Mm -hmm. If an employee is able to choose how they spend their break time, which may require uh, a different style of leadership or it may require um, more freedom um, in the way that employees are able to take breaks. It's that choice, that autonomy mm -hmm. that drives the replenishment, yeah. um, that you're going to recover your resources and feel more replenished after the break if you get to choose what you do and you do something you prefer. Mm -hmm. you, you indicated, I, I think, Dr. Wu, that it wasn't so much about the lengths, but were there uh, pieces, uh, pieces of the study about the length of the break that really stand out? 
I think we had a postdoc analysis, meaning we did not hypothesize in the original research question, but then um, by the suggestion of the journal reviewer, we tested it. And it's not the length per se, but it is an interaction between the length and the frequency of the break that could potentially make some difference. So, yeah. The way I like to describe it is it's like um, we all know that it's good to stay hydrated, that it's good to drink water frequently throughout the day. So the same thing you can keep in mind with breaks. Uh, the best strategy for taking breaks for the day is short, frequent breaks. So it doesn't matter exactly the length. And we've had so many people, reporters and reviewers and everyone ask us, what's the ideal break length? We really didn't find an ideal length. That doesn't matter so much as taking frequent breaks. So the worst strategy we found is putting off break time until you're exhausted at 3 p.m. and you just have to break because you can't concentrate anymore. Pushing yourself all the way until 3 p.m. is not a good strategy. You're, you're depleted by that point. Mm -hmm. Instead, we found that people took breaks early in the day, even short five, 10-minute breaks at 10 a.m. and then again at lunchtime and throughout the day, helped them replenish their resources faster and get back to work more refreshed. Right. So I really like that hydration analogy. It's like before you even feel it, you're depleted, you start replenishing it so that you don't wait until you're depleting. That makes sense. So so it's really, you know, for as we uh, think about this, this study and, and applying it, it really is about replenishment. And I think it's not so much the break from work, I think people are like, okay, good, I can take a little like a little break here. But it's really about, okay, how am I going to feel afterwards? Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah, so we looked at replenishment as kind of that short-term outcome. Immediately following the break, people felt replenished. But then we looked at some longer-term things. So we looked at um, some um, symptoms um, of, of health. So these breaks that were replenishing led to less headaches, eye strain, and lower back pain immediately following these breaks. So those are good things we want to minimize um, with break time. So, you know, just getting up and stretching and walking around, you know, is going to help um, your body. And then we looked at longer turn outcomes. You want to talk about those? Yeah. So we talked about earlier the methodology that we, we used. We asked people to track every break. And then when we sum up those breaks together to see what is the aggregate outcome, we found that people who take breaks tends to have better satisfaction and they show more helping behavior in the workplace. So they tend to do a little more than what their job prescribed them to do. So that's where if I'm a uh, if I'm a, a manager or a leader in my business, that's where I see it paying back into the, the the business. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then we also find that when people pace themselves and take breaks, take effective breaks at the average level, they also tend to experience less emotional exhaustion. So they are less likely to feel like. I just have nothing to give once I get home, so leave me alone, mm -hmm. right? How many of us have that experience? But when people take effective breaks uh, at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the week, they are less likely to experience that. And all of these benefits, I think, sum up to an argument for managers and organizational leaders that workday breaks, those short breaks throughout the day, and 
um, giving employees freedom and how they choose their breaks is going to ultimately benefit the business. It's going to ultimately help with employee well-being and health and help employees be retained, um, stay on the job, be happy and healthy, and that's good for business. Yeah. Visiting with Dr. Emily Hunter, Professor and Department Chair of Management, and Dr. Cindy, Professor of Management and Associate Dean for Diversity and Inclusion here on Baylor Connections. And, you know, this this study got a lot of uh, attention. Uh, Dr. You know, I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Washington Post, Yahoo, Entrepreneur, Esquire, just to name a few. Did, did you expect that to get that kind of attention when you started it? I think a researcher always hopes <laughs> mm-hmm. that people will read the research that you write, and it, that is rarely satisfied. And so it was really it was wonderful to get um, a bit of media attention just for the purpose of actually getting the word out about our findings, so that we can practically help people and and help their workday lives be better. Yeah. I personally did not expect that we'll get so much media attention, but it was a pleasant surprise. At the same time, it also helps us to think what will be the practical implications that we can communicate to the business professionals, to the day-to-day employees, and to the leaders and managers. So it's a very beneficial process for us as well. Curious, uh, you you all collaborated on this study before COVID nineteen uh, hit. Uh, are, have you followed up on any of these areas, or did COVID nineteen uh, does that COVID nineteen highlight the impact of some of these even more? How, how does how has that played out? Absolutely. Um, the wonderful thing at Baylor is I see so many faculty that are really uh, diving in to investigate our current workplace. And, and how work has changed since COVID-19. And I have uh, lots of colleagues who are doing amazing work in that area. Um, the one example I have on uh, this stream of research and breaks is we have a study that's all ready to go and we have, we have great ideas and um, we have a great method. And since COVID, we have struggled to find a company willing to let us come in and collect data. So I'm finding that uh, companies are very busy. Employees are overworked these days. It's harder for us researchers to come in and convince a company to give us their employee time. So that's kind of where I'm at in this, this time today. So we are. We can also use this as a public announcement to recruit, right? Sure, yes. <laughs> That's right. If anyone companies are interested, if you're listening. Yes. Yeah. Uh, look at, if you Google uh, Emily Hunter and Cindy, you'll find the contact information. That's right. That's yes. right. Well, we're, we're heading into the final few minutes of the program, and I want to ask you, uh, Reeve. You know, the, the the challenge is you all do so much. Uh, you know, so much research that f- focuses on different important areas that it's hard to do them justice. But, uh, Doctor, I'll start with you. Uh, a broad question now navigating stress, uh, finding energy, and making it all work you know, at home beyond what we've been talking about. There's some key takeaways that you'd like to share with listeners from your, uh, from your research in those areas? Uh, sure. Uh, a few things, in, also in consideration of other research findings and other research studies that I have done. Um, this idea of do, uh, taking effective breaks or helping people flourishing is really about energy management. 
So we can consider ourselves as an energy plant, if you will. And so if there's any way that you can reserve the energy, is there, if there's any way that you can uh, get more energy, whether this energy is related to the work directly or not, because the idea is that we have this pool of energy that we can draw from. So if we can find ways to replenish that energy by either sleeping or eating well, or in one of our studies, we even found that uh, by engaging in physically active leisure, that will help us um, that will help us magnify the benefit that we get from the work and transfer that benefit to the family domain. So that's an example of even if this energy is not directly related to work energy, but you are replenishing your overall energy. So that will help you become more effective in the work area in, and in the family area. And the second thing is, um, if you can find more effective way to harness, to mobilize the res these resources, to allocate them, then that's also going to help you to become more effective in different ways of life, different areas of life. That's great. And, and Dr. Hunter, I'm going to, you know, similarly broad question for you. Topics or takeaways in work family balance that you'd like to share? Yes. So I do similar research to Cindy, and we've collaborated on several projects. Um, but like Cindy's saying, I love looking at how one life domain enriches another. So how your role as a parent can teach you skills that help you be um, um, better in your work role and vice versa. Um, one of the studies that I love that we've collaborated on uh, looks at breaks in a work family context. So we looked at breaks specifically where people had encounters with their family members over the phone or maybe lunch with a spouse uh, during the workday. And we found that when those encounters were enjoyable, it contributed to employees having better mood, better positive mood after their break, which ultimately led them to be more satisfied in their family life and more family functioning um, in the long run. So we found that people can really reap benefits from even very brief encounters with family members while on workday breaks, uh, as long as they find those encounters really enjoyable. Um, that was kind of the key in that other study. Right. So related back to what, Derek, you asked earlier, what are some of the myths? I think this is also one of the myths. Let work be work, right? Let leave family away from work and let work be work. But what we found is if taking a little time away from work to handle your family business, whether it is planning a birthday party that you need to plan for the weekend or whether it is having a conversation with your spouse, with your child um, during the break time, as long as it, it brings you joy, then you will come back with better mood and positive emotions. That's great. Well, that sounds good. A lot, lot, lot of good takeaways here. We'll have to talk to you all more again because there's a lot of other threads that uh, that, that, that people can uh, apply. But it's been a lot of fun to have you on here, fun to learn more about the collaborative research you all do. So thanks so much for taking time to join us on the program today. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful to have you both. Dr. Emily Hunter, Professor and Department Chair of Management, and Dr. Cindy Wu, Professor of Management and Associate Dean for Diversity and Inclusion, our guests today on Baylor Connections. I'm Derek Smith. A reminder, you can hear this and other programs online at baylor.edu slash connections, and you can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for joining us here on Baylor Connections.